Restriction without division, without misinterpretation, Father. That we open the word up, your word, your truths, that are truths for the whole world to know. We thank you right now for the opportunity to be able to share these truths. And for the Holy Spirit to come upon us, whether we're reading or listening or just interpreting it through the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit makes it understandable and comprehensible for everyone that's listening or watching to be able to grasp, understand, and relate to, and to be able to uplift them with not only just conviction, but correction, restoration, and discipleship. Father, we ask you right now, and we invite the Holy Spirit to come into this message and come into this room, come into everybody else's rooms, houses, or wherever they may be right now, and show them you're real. Lead us, guide us, and direct us in your way and in your word by way of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for whatever message you bring forth, Father, whatever direction you want this to go, we are open and we want you to talk to us and speak to us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for all that you do in our lives, day in, day out. Wake up, grateful we woke up, opened our eyes, and took a breath of air. And thankful at the end of the day that we got through without losing our lives without having too many hardships that God blessed us somewhere through the day to be able to have what we have and be able to, to rest our eyes to see another day take day by day and thank you father for everyone watching and listening right now that they're safe they're 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 comfortable and they're going to embrace it says amen amen and amen <laughs> Good day, everybody. Good day. Good day. Whether you're catching us on demand, on the podcast, by way of Facebook or by way of Instagram, however you're catching us, hope you're having a great day in Jesus by way of that Holy Spirit. Whether we're catching you in the morning when you're waking up, getting up, stretching out, going to have some breakfast, going to start your day, get cleaned up, whether you're getting ready for a day full of activities errands or work 
or we're catching you halfway through your day when you've been through some stuff, seen some difficulties, some challenges, and whatever the case may be, but you've seen God do his thing and your eyes are open, ears are open, your mind's open to what God does for you on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. And get through that thing they call midday madness. Or <clears throat> you're ending your day and you're with your family, with your friends, or whoever you're close to, getting ready to have dinner or having dinner, resting, relaxing, unwinding from a long day of challenges, but cherishments, blessings, and difficulties. But you're, now you want to just chill out and have a great word and tune into an inspiring, uplifting message full of not just conviction, not just correction, but 100% Pentecost word, Holy Spirited message. If that is what we are doing, however, whenever, whenever, you are now tuned in to the Blue Book. Presented to you by Pentecost Ministries. And hosted by your boy Blue. Man, I hope everyone's had a great day or having a great day. Main thing is, is day by day, when you wake up in the morning, thank God that you woke up because many are not. Pray for those who need it. Pray for your day. And just take day step by step by step. Every day has its own challenges. You can't think of the next day until you get through what you got through today. I learned that day by day. Just take it, take it challenge by challenge. Ask God to help you, lead you, guide you, and direct you. Holy Spirit going to do his thing, and you're going to be all right. Because at the end of the day, when you're at home resting, you can be grateful that nothing bad happened to you. No matter what you've been through, you still are alive. You still are breathing, and you still got food in the mouth, clothes on the back, and roof over the head. Hallelujah. Well, anyone know anything about what we do here? Do you know that we definitely say our pledge? Now, some may, may not know it. Um, if you listen to the Blue Book at any point in time in the messages that we've given, you know that pledge. So here we go. <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and the Savior whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life, liberty to all those who believe. Fantastic. Pretty simple stuff. Love it, love it, love it. Today, this message is coming straight out of the Old Testament. Love it, love it, love it. So, without further ado, I want to get into this message. I like where it's going. It's a good, wholesome, inspiring message that's going to bless you. That Holy Spirit hopefully does what it needs to do with you if you allow it. Holy Spirit ain't going to force itself on you. He is going to be there. You have to invite him in. You have to be willing to take him in. And he is going to transform your mind this time. If not before maybe after but definitely keep your mind open and keep your brain tuned in for a blessing okay if you have your bibles however you have it whether it's on a cell phone whether it's on a computer whether it's the great book itself which i have right in front of me we need you to open your bibles go to your bible app whatever the case may be to the book of psalms 
Oh, yes. Psalms. Psalms. The book of Psalms. Okay. And you're going to be going to the third chapter, third verse. Okay. All we need is one verse. Could there be more in this? Absolutely. We expound on one verse because one verse has, it's, it's a piece by piece ministry. Pentecost Ministries isn't about taking the whole Bible in one bite. It's taking verse by verse and breaking it down and truly understand what the Holy Spirit do what it's going to do with this scripture. Because honestly, he is the only one that can transform you. That's all there is to it. Psalms. Chapter 3, verse 3. Okay? Now, I use the Amplified Bible. I live an amplified life. I like words. I like understanding. I like the full picture. But that's just me. That's what Matt, That's what I use. That's what blessed me through my life. Whatever Bible you use, that's perfectly fine. It doesn't matter. God reaches through anything. It helps you understand and comprehend the word. That is fantastic. I'm for you. I think it's a great thing. We have other, other versions of the Bible we'll be going through as we go through this. If anything sounds different, changes up wording or whatever, we will definitely address it and move forward from there. Okay? So if you have your Bibles or apps and you're on Psalms 3.3, I'm sure you probably have already read it by now. It's not a big scripture. But this is what Psalms 3.3 means. David is fleeing from a massive army. A massive army. Sent by his own son, Absalom. Absalom. Okay. It is only through the influence of an ally that this army did not rush on him in a vulnerable moment. Okay, It's only because of an ally that the army didn't rush him in a vulnerable moment. And that's going to be in 2 Samuel 17, 15-16. Okay? Prior verses indicate that many were writing David's situation off as hopeless. They thought David was completely hopeless. This is in Psalms 33, 1 and 2, right before we were studying, okay? They really thought he was hopeless. There is no hope for David, period. In his situation, he was done. It's a wrap, okay? And yet, as he had in, past, in the past, David successfully overcame his enemies in threats and taunts by trusting the Lord. You got to really think about that one for a second. Because again, we messaged, we talked about this in several different messages trusting the Lord when you feel like you're hopeless when you feel like there's no way you can get out of something God shows up that's some of the best ministry possible in the gospel is God showing up at that midnight hour sometimes he'll run it right to midnight just to see your faith because our human self will panic freak out and have anxiety over things that we cannot control but god wants to have you trust him i'm going to take care of it for you you may not think that you don't see it but every time god does something does he not prove himself how many times have you heard stories of people say i don't believe in god i don't think god exists and everything and then a, a true jesus christian tells you put him to the test Put him to the test. If you don't think he's real, test him. Prove him. And there's several people I know over the years who've done that, who have tested it and proved it had him proved. So I, I can't I can't deny it. God showed up. Something happened. I can't explain it. It was a last minute, but sometimes early, but never late. 
you have to understand there's a lot of different gems of wisdom in the gospel. That's one of them. Sometimes early, but never late. In this one here, it, repl it, 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 it relates to this message, that gem. It's not in the Bible by wording of scripture, but it's this wisdom thing that you gather as you go through your life in the gospel. Sometimes early, but never late. Okay, God is never late on, on, on a thing he needs to do because he knows that you're relying on him to make something happen. To change the situation, to make things different, to make things work out. We always say he's an on-time God. Why? Because he always seems to be on time. No matter how much you scramble, stress, anxietize, or whatever the case is, in the end of the day, we're grateful he shows up. Okay? He addresses the Lord as a shield around him. A shield around him. His glory and the lifter up of his head. Pretty much, he brings him out of his hole, out of his depression, out of his loneliness. He addresses the Lord as a shield around him in, a, in his glory and the lifter of his head. Just as a shield protects a warrior from, from swords and arrows and darts and spears, so David envisions the Lord protecting him from his enemies. Do you get that? The full armor of God type of analogy that he, the Lord, he he exp he expresses the Lord as being that type of protection. You are you are a warrior of swords and arrows and darts and spears. David envisions this as the Lord's protecting him from his enemies. It's not a carnal war. But the problem with 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 the, the human nature of life is that we're so caught up in the cardinal war that we're not focusing enough on the supernatural war. I myself am a firm believer that, yes, we live in reality, but we're also dealing with a supernatural battle that we ignore most of the time until something drastic happens. Whether it's someone's life gets lost, whether it's something su super serious happens, um, or something that you can definitely tell is a supernatural condition. We're like, oh man, you know, yeah, this has happened, that happened. But other than those type of situations, we don't address supernatural conditions or wars. We just pass it off as science or as, you know, you're crazy in the head or you're messing with that crazy stuff or whatever. We don't address it. And that's why the word of God is so important because the word of God not only is black and white, but it's a supernatural power to convict, correct, restore, rejuvenate, and disciple. That's what the Bible does. But the Bible was only good when the Holy Spirit, the oil of the engine, is inside. So when you're sitting here and you're thinking, what does David mean when he says, I he just I'm, he, he protects as a warrior with swords and arrows and spears, and David envisions got the Lord protecting him. He's thinking in a supernatural way. He's not thinking in a carnal uh, physical realm. He's thinking supernatural. So that changes the difference. This is the same confidence David expressed as a youth when he confronted Goliath. The same thing. He goes up to against this big old giant. He's like, what am I going to do? He takes a slingshot, pops him in the head, and done. Is that a, a fist war? No, that's a supernatural battle. All it took was one stone. Gone. Goner. And we think it's we think it's a tall tale. We think it's you know a myth. This stuff happens. It don't take much. 
When you're supernaturally tuned in, it doesn't take much for things to happen. Change, arrange, convict, convince, correct, and disciple. They don't take long. Okay? So at that time, he called out to Goliath. You come to me with a sword and with a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the, ar the ar armies of Israel, whom have who you have defied. He has authority. See, this is something that really makes a big difference in people's walks, and I don't think they truly understand that, is the, 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 the power of your anointing, the power of your authority. What's the difference between authority and anointing? Authority is what you know. The anointing is the blessing of power on you. Okay, one is knowledge. The other one is, 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 a, is, a, is the movement. Okay, big difference. Okay, it sounds the same. But when you have authority in the Lord, you stand on the truth of the Bible and you are powerful there, the devil cannot fight you cannot battle you on an eve on their even ground because you have the power of the lord and you know your authority now your anointing is supernatural power that you have when you pray on somebody or when you use your faith to help someone through it create miracles blind eyes deaf ears lame walk that's the anointing on you when you minister the word, when you are a deliverer or where whatever area of ministry you have, the anointing is the power that comes from you. The anointing is the power out of your out of your sermons or your messages, out of your prayers. That is your anointing. Whether you're music, whether you're a part of some type of body, the body of Christ in some way, that's the anointing. Your authority is taking out the devil. Hit the road, Jack. That's your authority. Big difference. Big difference. Same channel. Same God. Okay? He's telling David, you came at me with spears and javelin. I came at you with the authority. Big difference. You came out with weapons. I came out with the weapon. Okay? This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. Basically, you're done. It's over. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. 1 Samuel 17, 45-47. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. Basically, it's rap. I have this authority. I have this type of movement on me. Okay? Last of all, least, the Lord was David's boast. And David fully expected him to restore him to his position as a king of Israel. There's an expectation too. It's like, okay, Lord, I do for you, now do for me. Help me. This, some of us have this relationship with God. When you have the authority of the Lord, when you have the anointing on you, you have a boldness about you to come to the Lord with boldness. I want this, I want that, I want you to bless me. That's the authority you have as an individual with God. That's not to get on any type of videos or audios and or, or you know TV or whatever and boast about that. I'm no, that's a you gotta stay humble with that. But that's between you and God in your prayer life or your church life or whatever. God, I prove you now. Prove me. And sometimes you don't even gotta say it in words. Sometimes it's just a prayer. It's just a silent prayer, and you're like, okay, God, now I I I I, I used my authority and my anointing to show you a proof through me not show you a proof with me 
Make sense? Okay. So we're in Psalms 3 3. Psalms 3 3 in your Bible says, But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Shield, my glory, and the lifter of my head. Do we need to go further than that? Is that enough spiritual food for you? But you, O Lord, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me. You're my shield. You're my protector. You're my glory. When things are good and I'm in glory and I'm getting praised, it's not me getting praised, it's you. Because I used you as my glory. It wasn't me. It was God. I'm just the instrument. He's the one that playing the, he's playing the instrument. I'm the instrument. He's the, he's the one playing it. You understand? And the lifter of my head. There are several times in our life it doesn't matter how young you may be it doesn't matter how old you may be it doesn't matter any of that you are going to have sad times depressed times uh, not so beautiful memories thoughts and other times where you're just going to be just so down in the dumps I feel like crap you, you may have failed at something you may have not won you may have not have completed something you may be going through some type of depression you may have lost a family member or a friend close friend and it is very very easy just to do this drop the head I am not saying that with God you're going to be this all the time upspirited person because the battle is real. What I am saying is that you have someone to go to, to pray to, to ask for joy, ask for uh, help through those grievances. Okay, through those times that your head is hung low. You can't hang a head high because hanging is low. Hold your head high. He is your shield. He is your glory. And he definitely is a lifter of my head. Just because you lift your head doesn't mean you're happy. It just means that you're looking forward and not looking down. You're looking looking towards Christ, not looking towards the devil. Depression, anxiety, stress, negative thoughts, feelings. That's what you do. Then you do this, you pray. God, please help me through these things. Please help me get through this stuff. And what typically happens, if you're really using your strength, that your head raises. Then you can look straight. Just me do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Means this. 
but you. But you. Now, if we go to scripture before that, Psalms 3 2, it says, Many are saying of me, There is no help for him in God. Solemn, pause, and calmly think of that. A doubt has been put in the mind. There's no help for you, no help whatsoever. Helpless. You're done. You've ran your favors, luck, whatever you want to call it, out. Many are saying of me, there is no help from him in God. They're not even doubting you. They're doubting God's pursuit of lifting you out of it. Judgment. 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 You don't know what that person is going through. He may be hurting on a level you, that you may think you understand. But until they talk to you, you're not going to understand nothing. How can you judge someone like that? There is no... They are saying. They are saying. They are saying there is no help from him in God. Not no help from him at all. Nobody there for him. In God. How do you know that? Are you Jesus? Are you the Holy Spirit? How do you know that? I would like to know how you know that. I prayed about it, I, 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 uh, I channeled it, I have a prophecy that came in my head. You can say all the stuff you want to say. You don't know God's thoughts. You, God's understanding is not our understanding. How do you know that? There is no help for him in God. Pause. And calmly think of that. But you! But you! Don't you realize that when you put the butt in something, you take out all, all, all doubt? Everything you said means nothing when you put a butt. But. There is no help for him in God. Pause. Calmly think about it. But. I'm going to say all this crazy stuff. There's no help for him. They're all saying there's no help for him. There's no help for him. You gotta, there's no help for him in God. There's no help for him in God. God, he has no help. He calmly pause. But, 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 but think about it. Think about it. Think about it. But you. But you. Oh Lord. You. Oh Lord. Are we shielded? For me. You're my glory. And you're the lifter of my head. So when everyone is doubting you and saying you have no help, no hope, no one there in God, you have no one in God, what happens? God shows up. And what happens? You're my shield, you're my glory, you are the lifter of my head. 
And what happens when you realize that? You go on to verse 4. With my voice I cry to the Lord and he hears and answers me out of his holy hill. Pause and calmly think of that. So he went from think about when you know one's there for you, but you. And then what does he do? With my voice I cry out to the Lord again for the Lord. And he hears me. He hears and answers me. Out of those holy hill, pause and calmly think of that. He hears you. He knows you need him. Even when everyone on earth doubts you and says, not even in God do you have a chance. What happens? He hears me. Then you go to five. And what does five say? I lay down and wept and slept. I lay down and slept and I awakened again for the Lord sustains me. I rested. Knowing you got me. Knowing you have me. Knowing that God ha hears my voice. I lay down and slept, woke up and he has, has sustained me. This is like the absolute definition of doubt to God's glory we need this we need this example to say that when people say that you have no hope even in God you have no hope God turns it around and says I am your shield I am your glory I lift your head and my voice cries out to you Lord my voice cries out to you Lord and he hears me and answers me out of his holy hymns. But slow. Pause and just think about it. Just think about it. Just think about it. He is there. He doesn't answer me like he answers you. He doesn't answer you like he answers me. I can tell you how he answers me. But it's not going to be the same as he answers you. Not, not in the wildest. There may be similarities. But not the same. Because we all live a different life and he speaks to us all in different ways because we hear different from God. He's a one-way God. He don't have the same voice for everybody. It may be the similar type of voice. Oh, this is how I hear him. And you may, oh yeah, that's kind of how I hear him too. But it's not going to be the same. God's voice is like our fingerprint. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. He is like a fingerprint. We all have the finger, but the print is different. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. It's beautiful. We all have the finger, but our prints are all different. We all hear his voice, but how we hear is different. Every individual different. Every individual different. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Every individual different. Mm. But you, O oh Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, the lifter of my head. With my voice I cry, Lord. And he hears and answers me out of his holy hill. Salah. Pause and calmly. Think of that. I lay and slept. I awakened again for the Lord sustains me. 
I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people who have set themselves against me in a roundabout. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheek. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Boom! You're my defense. You're my defense. What everyone says, he has no chance. He has no chance even in God. You're there. You're my shield. You're my glory. You're lifter of my head. I cry out to you. And you hear me. And you answer me from the holy hill. Pause and think about that. I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people. All the people in the world I'm not going to be afraid of. Who have yet set themselves against me around about. Like you're surrounding me with negativity and ready to kill me. And ready to take me down with negativity and, and all that nonsense. Arise, oh Lord. Save me. Oh my God, for you have struck my enemies in the cheek. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Boom. They can't speak. They mumble. Because God took care of your battle for you. You trusted him. You laid, you slept, you lay low. Let me explain something to you right now. If you ain't preaching the gospel, if you ain't on the gospel, the real Jesus Christian gospel, Lay low. Because in the end, you're going to be the fool. Real ones don't boast. Real ones don't brag. Real ones don't have vanity. Real ones are humble, helpful, and they do what they have to do. Remember that. Too many fall because of prosperity. If you know the real God, like they all claim to do, you'll know that prosperity is the opposite of the gospel. Prosperity gets you into trouble. The gospel gives you the good news. Mm, mm, mm. Love this word. Yes, love this word. Let's see what else we got rocking here. I'm very interested. Let's see what else we got rocking here. All right, let's see. see if it has any other differences it's always good to get different perspectives on these things because what happens is if you get the perspectives you get the, here we go right out of the American Standard Version thou thou O Jehovah art of art a shield about me my glory and the uplifter of my head man Another one, Common English Bible. But you, Lord, are my shield. You are my glory. You are one who restores me. I like that. I like that a lot. Good News Translation says, But you, O Lord, are always my shield from danger. You give me victory and restore my courage. I like that one too. Mm-hmm. The New Century Version says, But Lord, you are my shield, my wonderful God who gives me courage. The NIV Version, or the New International Reader's Version says, Lord, 
You are like a shield that helps me, keeps me safe. You honor me. You help me win the battle. It's pretty nice. Okay, here we go. The White Cliff version. But thou, Lord, art mine uptaker, my Lord, my glory, and enhancing mine head. But thou art of my defender, my glory, my glory, and the one who lifteth up my head. Okay, I can do that. Let's see. The NIV version says, But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head high. Okay. Now, most of them say the same thing about it. Whether it's the ESV, KJV, NASB, NLT, or the CSB, they all pretty much do the same thing. We're pretty much on track on that. Okay. So, in, 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 uh, in review. David cries out to the Lord while being pursued by many enemies. His pursuit of many enemies is high, and he's crying out to the Lord. Others are telling him the situation is hopeless. You're not going to get through this. It's a hopeless situation. That he cannot be delivered from this his trouble. However, David testifies the Lord is his shield and deliverer. He says the Lord answered him from the site of Mount Zion. The answer is... The answer to prayer led to good night sleep and confidence that he had nothing to fear from his from many foes. So God came to him in his, in his sleep and told him, "Relax, be patient." He 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 comes he closes the psalm by declaring that the Lord had slain his enemies in the past and would do it again. Okay, the Lord would strike down David's enemies with crushing blows to the head. He knew the Lord delivers those who trust in Him. So he asked the Lord to bless His people. Pretty simple. Same stuff. God had his, David had a faith in God. God did what God does for, for him. You got to remember, this is an Old Testament situation. It's different. Jesus wasn't around. Well, Jesus was around, but He wasn't around in the physical form. And He hasn't been crucified and so forth. So this is all David on his time with God. So it's a different situation, different deal, but God still showed up and did what he did because God, because David loved God. Fantastic word. Lifter of my head. Lifter of my head. It's a beautiful thing when you think about it. Because in the end of the day, that's all we want is God to show up. But we also gotta be faithful too it's a two-way street here we have got to be willing to go through the things we go through we have got to be ready for anything that comes our way and when you have God on your side what happens he shows up he gives you rest and he lets you know that he's gonna take care of it very simple I encourage every single one out there to embrace that. Embrace the Lord having your back. Call on Him. Call on Him and let Him do what He needs to do for you. It's a very important thing when you actually allow the Lord to do the things. And we have Jesus too. And we have the Holy Spirit, which is a comforter. So we shouldn't have any problem doing it. But we take it, take, we take, we take it for granted that we have that for us. We have God for us. 
He's there. It's just a matter of us acknowledging it, calling on him, and going forth with it. Pretty simple. I want to do a prayer for everyone out there. Whether you're watching this live on social media or whether you hear this later on. I know there are people out there that are going through it, that are dealing with circumstances, who are feel like the world is against them and there's no hope for them. I'm going to tell you, God got you. God's got it taken care of. He wants you to rest and not battle those, fight those battles. He wants you to trust Him to fight those battles. And the only way you're going to do that is by trusting Him. Father, I ask you right now to come before anyone feeling that they're outnumbered, anyone feeling that they have the whole world on their back, anyone feeling that people are telling them there's no hope for them, no hope in you. They're professing that, that there's no hope for them in you. And you know different. You know there's hope. You know when when those who are lost and those who are hopeless and those who need you call on you, you show up. And that's what we need right now, through this screen right now. Whoever's out there who needs that. I even pray that for myself as well. Father, I ask all those out there that need your help, the need to know that you're there for them, for, for you to bless them, Father, for you to show up, the Holy Spirit show up in their life, for you to do what you do best, and that is prove yourself to them. Prove yourself to them right now, Father. Show them that you're real, you're tangible, and you're relevant, and that you're going to do for them what they need you to do for them in their lives. I don't know what goes on in their lives. I don't know what any, I only know my life and I only know those who share with me and I don't even know their lives. I only know what they tell me, that you know their lives. You know what's going on in their lives. You know the mechanics of their lives and you are just waiting for them to open up and receive you on a level that they're going to know that you're there for them and you're going to prove yourself again, Father. So I ask you to prove yourself once again, let the Holy Spirit come through this and pray for them and comfort them and let them know you're there for them in Jesus' mighty name by way of the Holy Spirit. Show them that you are their shield. You are the lifter of their heads. You are the glory and their praise. You And let them know that you alone, God, are the only answer to anything they're going through. Jesus, let them see you. Holy Spirit, let them feel you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray this by way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope everyone gets blessed. And I'm, you know, I'm feeling right now like someone out there needs a rededication. Someone out there needs God in a major way. So what we're going to do is I'm going to pray for you about that. I'm going to pray for you about that. Everyone needs a, a kickstart, a refreshing. Hit that refresh on your, on your computer screen type deal in your spirit. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to refresh. I'm not saying you never receive the Lord. Maybe you have. But you definitely need a refresher. Because we all need a refresher. That's nothing new to anyone. Okay, we need a rededication, refresher, whatever the case is. So right now, I ask Father right now that whoever is seeking a refreshment out there who needs to reboot, a restart, a hard re-up with you, do that, Father. Have them ask you, Father, Please come back into my life or refresh me into you. Show me something positive, something I need to I need to know that you're there for me. And do that, Father. 
Right now, if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, let's do that. Repeat this prayer after me. Father God, I thank you for this, this time. And I ask you to forgive me for my sins. All of them. That I take accountability right now. I believe your son died on the cross to pay for my sins. And I ask your son Jesus into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. I ask Jesus to become a part of my life and the Holy Spirit to encompass my life. I ask you to lead me, guide me, and direct me in your way and in your word. I thank you for my salvation. Thank you for forgiving me. And that my life from here on at be a testament to you. Thank you, Jesus, by way of the Holy Spirit, for all that you've done in my life, now and forward. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You prayed that prayer and rededicated your life in any way, shape, or form. Hit us up, bluebook at gmail.com, 8lu8ok at gmail.com. Definitely do that. We want to hear from you. We want to hear maybe a little story on you, what you've been through, a little bit of what you've been through, and, and if this message may have helped you, may have cleared some stuff up for you, maybe the Holy Spirit worked in your life in some way, shape, or form, that, uh, that you can really see a tangible difference. Um, it's a beautiful thing when the Holy Spirit's able to move and to be able to help comprehend and able to trans to, to translate or to or to bring understanding to maybe the word understanding to the story in a tangible way it's a beautiful thing so hit us up um you also can go to pentecost.com p-e-n-t-e the five o st.com um i'll put those links up on social media so you can get them i just want to know what to let you know that god loves you Jesus is there for you. The Holy Spirit wants to be a part of your life. And when you have the triunity with you, no one can be against you. They only hurt because they don't have what you have. The only thing that can't be taken away from you is the salvation that God has given you. That is the only thing that can't be taken from you in life. And when someone doesn't have it, they don't hate you. They hurt because they don't have what you have and they don't know how to say it. They don't know how to bring it across. They don't know how to act because you're not the same person you once were. And they want to be that different person. But you also have to understand there are many things in life that keep you, and I'm sure you're no, no different than that, a lot of things that keep you from achieving that. But once you get past those, and you let God do his thing, it becomes a beautiful thing. So God bless you. God sustain you. God bring nothing but the Holy Spirit into your life. Because it's a beautiful thing. And I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of this message. Hit us up on social media. Hit us up on the website. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Fear. 
respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> and until next time. Yeah.